0: Well, it stems out of the fact that when we look at our economic woes in this country and we look at the recent visits by many political leaders, including the government itself, to go out to communities and simply say they're going to go and audit businesses as to who's working when, who's from which country, coupled with uh, what is now so famously called Operation Tutula, you realize that we're heading in a country where, upon because we cannot enforce our own laws, we live in a country that is lawless in many ways, and the law enforcement agencies led by Minister Peggy Pele have been ineffective in this area. We are starting to not only blame foreigners or foreign nationals for our economic problems, but we are in many ways serving and excusing the government from having done its job by redirecting our efforts of blame to elsewhere, to, to, to foreign nationals. And lastly, what inspired the piece was the fact that a new report had been issued where they'd gone out to target teachers who are not South African teachers to say, in the name of a scarce skills list, we're going to remove teachers who are not South Africans. Now, I am one to stand up always and say we must uphold the rule of law. We must ensure that every citizen that is in the country is is legally uh, 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 be allowed to be in the country. But what I certainly refuse to accept is this idea that suddenly every individual can go out go out into communities, decide who's South African, who's not, and if they so choose to take action against them, they can. I think it's dangerous. I think it's not going to serve South Africa's Afri- uh, African interests. And furthermore, it only perpetuates Afrophobia because the very same people would not be doing it to European um, foreign nationals or or foreign nationals from other continents. Mm
1: -hmm. You also mentioned in your opinion piece that these attacks have the potential to discourage investors. What do you say to those, though, who say that politicians are speaking from a place of privilege, where they do not have a lived experience of areas such as Rosettenville, where locals complain about crimes committed by foreign nationals? I think that
0: those who would make those sentiments, I do accept that part of the problem of the blame of many politicians is that it comes out of of the fact that for many of them, they simply just put up a flag and follow the wind. But let's be care about one thing. I do not advance any illegality. If someone is selling drugs, regardless of whether they're a national, South African or a non-South African, the law must take its full course. What took place um, yesterday with the criminals who went and shot our police and were shot back is the enforcement of the law. Mm-hmm. That is not to say, that suddenly we must now be selective at first and say, well, if there are foreign nationals, we can do whatever we like. This is about saying at the core of who we are. And, and whilst I understand, I'm fully, fully with citizens who say, look, our communities are suffering from lawlessness. That is a question of enforcing the law. It's not a question of saying that foreign nationals are in town, etc. It's about mm-hmm. ensuring that the laws are upheld.
1: Mr Maimani, Mani, just briefly... Multinational corporates such as Huawei, for instance, have also taken advantage of the situation, employing over 90% of foreign nationals. So what do you say to those and to instances such, such, uh, such as these, where, which reinforces perhaps the perception that foreigners are taking the locals' jobs?
0: Well, I think that what's crucial here is to answer the basic question. If someone can come from another country and be able to take a job ahead of a South African, At some level, we must ask what the registration is. But at another level, we must also ask ourselves what happened that the South African couldn't get that job. Mm. And I want to make the following questions. One, is our education system making sure that our young people are able to compete for any job in this country? Secondly, if we're passing young people at 30%, asking a young person who comes from a rural community Uh, in in the periphery of South Africa, where in fact many jobs have, have dried up, no development is taking place. We are asking them to come to cities and compete with a teacher from Zimbabwe for the job of waitering or a job of being a cleaner elsewhere. How do you expect the employer to be able to go, well, I'll pick the South African regardless of the fact that their skill base is low? I think we must strengthen our young people. We must make sure young people are equipped to compete against anybody. So that's mm-hmm. because patriotic South Africans want to employ South Africans. So to me, we must ask the very fundamental questions about our government, whether our government is preparing skilled young people to go into the labor market. And I would make the guess if, in, if the numbers are accurate then that two-thirds of young people are unemployed, It is an evidence of the fact that we've got a skills pipeline in the system that's not working. Unemployment amongst graduates in this country is low fundamentally because the skills base increases. So it's clear that where we fail is when young people leave high school and in fact don't have the requisite uh, uh, skills to be able to to enter the job market.